Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing a spoiler talk review for DuckTales Season 3, Episode 5, dubbed Louis 11. Joined here, as always, via remote satellite radio, is my good friend, Mark. How you doing out there, Mike? I am full of pizza and carbonated liquids. So late in the game, perfect time. It is a weekend, after all. And I'm living for it, baby. And we have ourselves a really good episode, too, wouldn't you say, Mark? I would say so. I'd say, in fact, it's a very cute one. I agree. But before we start our review, just wanted to let you know, guys, we're going to set ourselves a goal to see if we can hit 3,000 subscribers, maybe before the end of fall. Who knows? So be sure to subscribe. And if you do, we might talk about another Disney property that is kind of old, but it is something I haven't seen, but Mark may have. Ooh, 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 ooh. Can I spoil it? Can I spoil it, please? Give the kids a little tease. What if I told you there's a certain animated show that aired on a certain Disney network that involved a certain evil triangle, and that me saying this like this is a reference to The Twilight Zone, another show that is in fact very weird, and that gravity is all around us. If you can guess what that show is, say it in the chat, and then get people to subscribe so we can do it, because I want to talk about this show with Matt, and he hasn't watched it yet. Yes, because I'm so damn busy. There's so much content I don't see that I want to see. Are you trying to do a Christopher Walken there? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on here. So be sure to share these videos. And if you like hearing our opinions on other things, like DuckTales, we do highly recommend you check out the Owl House series and our reviews for the latest episodes. May not have that nostalgia level vibe that DuckTales has, for obvious reason, but it's still a solid show with charming characters and fun magical adventures. But anyway, we're here now to talk about Louis Eleven. So what is the episode generally about? Well, Donald and Louie trick Daisy, the no-nonsense planner, so that the three caballeros can play at a high-class party. While at the same time, another heist seems to be underway, and things could get quite dicey for not only the DuckTale crew, but also for Emma Glamour, the spotlight of the party itself. So Mark, why don't you let the fine folks know if I made any sense given off that synopsis? What were your general thoughts on this episode? What were some of your highlights? Your takeaways? The positivities? The negativities? Well, Matt, as we mentioned here... Uh... And in prior videos, Daisy's making her first appearance, I believe, in DuckTales in general. I don't remember her appearing in the original version. As well as her design, pulling influence from Donald's diary, a short I had mentioned being quite a fan of earlier when we uh, first got her season three uh, redesign uh, from the Comic-Con footage uh, and poster, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's correct. All right. That's what I thought. I'm always correct. But um, it was cool. Similar to kind of Goofy, I mean, and the Rescue Rangers, it, this episode is serving as an introduction to the character, though I do think we kind of discussed that Donald probably knew Goofy, and that explains that connection there. But like, long story short, Donald hasn't met Daisy yet. We get to see them meet each other. We get to see them get mad. We get to see that Daisy has a temper. We get to see that she understands Donald. And it's really kind of just cute. It's really fun. It was really fun to see an established romance actually kind of, you know, in its infancy, you know, even though we all knew where it was going. It, it was cute. They made for great banter and an otherwise very funny spoof of a heist film, which I will say, just to stir up the controversy again, I do think was done better than the spoof on the sitcom. That's right. I went there. Damn, son, he did go there. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on many of your points there. Matter of fact, I thought it was really fascinating that we didn't establish that Donald and Daisy knew each other right off the bat, mm -hmm. as it was 
was with Goofy and Donald in previous episode. And it was actually, in a way, kind of refreshing because for a while, or at least throughout history, Donald and Daisy have always been a thing, a couple. But I like the fact that in this series, this is kind of where they first meet, at least in this incarnation of Donald. And it actually felt genuine, at least when it comes to like where Daisy is trying to make something for herself, but is never really listened to. And Daisy just wants to impress Miss Glamour, while at the same time, Donald, he just wants to be known for his singing, for he has a song in his heart, but no one takes him seriously because he sounds weird, or his band buddies just sound bad. And so they have a lot of connection there, which showed the progression of understanding each other, especially when they were stuck in that elevator. I don't know, it just felt natural, and I like that we got that establishment on, like, well-known character couple had that foundation. And it was also kind of funny the fact that when Donald sang... For Daisy, his duck-like voice quickly transitioned into an actual singing voice, which I thought was hilarious. And also, it would have been as funny if that was actually Don Cheadle singing, but I don't think that was him. Either way, it kind of works for me. Would you like to know who it was singing? Let me know. It was Mr. Dominic Lewis, who serves as the series composer. Oh, wow. We got ourselves a little Danny Elfman vibe going there then. Yeah, just like Jack Skellington. That's actually really cool. So apparently that's what Daisy hears every time Donald sings, and that's actually kind of cute. It was. It was actually just really adorable, especially, the. I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves and not even acknowledging the heist. But just at the end, when Donald starts singing and everyone else is covering their ears, but Daisy just, you know, just hears the voice of someone she, you know, could possibly love. And it's adorable and wonderful and just so cute. Yeah, but you're absolutely right, Mark. We got to get back to the heist. This whole setup here was planned by Louie, who is the schemer of the triplets, which is kind of weird hearing him constantly say scheme and con. I keep thinking of Glomgold now. But it was kind of funny how he was developing this heist just to get on the list, not really necessarily steal the list. But we got a lot of cool references and a lot of characters returned from previous adventures, including the Hawk guy. I don't remember his name, but I dig his design still. Matt, you mean you don't remember hit character Falcon Graves? I remember him when he tried to steal the company name from Mark Beeks. Speaking of which, Mark Beeks also returns, which is kind of funny. It is. And actually, you know what? This is one of the better Mark Beeks moments for me as someone who, you know, has gone on record on not being the biggest fan of his. And I agree, yeah, because it was actually kind of a funny commentary because the whole idea with Emma Glamour is that she's like a high-end fashion superstar. A trendsetter. Exactly. And in many ways, if you think about it, that they reveal that Mark Beeks is her son kind of shows the transition of a before internet times to a post internet times where it's like before the internet even happened, who would most likely have the biggest ego, the highest class, like I'm better than everyone else because I'm beautiful or whatever. Everyone likes me. Everyone else is beneath me. It would probably be someone like Emma Glamour, but because the internet rolls around and everyone wants those likes and subscriptions, who would probably want that the most right now? Influencers. Oh, my mouth burnt when I said that. And so it kind of made sense to me that Mark Beeks would in fact be her son. No, yeah. And I like that they're honestly just very dysfunctional because, you know, maybe this is me reading into it. They spend too much time on their phones rather than being a family. There you go. A lot of commentary in this episode, and I love it. I, am I doing a lot of singing, songy stuff right now? You know what? Maybe I just got a little... There's a little of Donald's song in all of us, and it's just coming out tonight. I apologize. Yeah. Well, 
I think generally we are both pretty positive about this episode. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, just to list off even more characters we got back, aside from uh, Mr. Graves, a bunch of the mercenaries from the first episode came back uh, rather humorously. We had one of the harpies come back as part of the heist. As a distraction. Yeah. And uh, one of the workers from the fun zone, actually, which was like a deep cut, because I was just like, wait, did we see this character before? And we have. So like, good on them. Which, by the way, Mark, I don't mean to interrupt you, but there was a like a little skirmish between one of the mercenaries and Webby by the seat where Webby saw the dagger and she's like, wow, cool dagger. And the mercenary started to like recite her entire backstory. <laughs> but then Webby just kind of like drops the seat on her. Yeah, I think that's. I almost wonder if that was a bit of an in-joke of them being kind of, you know, honestly one-and-done background villains at best. Well, apart from me, actually, I thought that was a little bit of a jab against anime. Like, you know how, like, sometimes there's fight scenes, but then the villains start, like, monologuing in mid-battle? That's fair. I mean, we've had that in Western, too, but, like, anime definitely likes to stop in monologue. It's not even a monologue. Sometimes there's a lot of time in anime there'll just be a fight, but then there's also an exposition dump. Exactly, and I felt like that was, like... A kind of joke against that, and I really like that. Surely you realize by now, this was my plan all along. Wait, it was? That's right. And I'm going to tell you exactly how, even though it's really not important information to you. <laughs> but, Matt, yes, you stole my thunder with that thing with uh, the mercenary. I'm going to tell you my favorite comedy moment in this episode. And that is, who is the muscle? Who is the 11 in the Louis 11 that makes this plan work? And that is Manny, the horse. And all his glory. I loved Abigail come back and his role in the heist. 10 out of 10. That was great, especially when Louis building up, who is the 11? That's the 11. Like, yeah, no, that was a very funny moment. But I will say, Mark, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but for some reason, one of the funniest moments for me was when Louis was about to go up to sway Emma Glamour to put them on the list. But before that, Dewey wanted to mention that he could do a lot of sick yo-yo tricks. And he tries to do walk the dog, but then the string just detaches from him and just rolls off and it's pure silence. I don't know why. That really got me laughing. Just the way they set up that shot. It was just so goddamn pathetic. And I was like in tears because of it. It's very relatable to anyone who as a kid had a yo-yo and thought they were going to be able to do those cool tricks without much practice. Humor is subjective, but that was a really great setup and punchline for me. So good on you guys. I think this was a very funny episode throughout. Mm -hmm. But Matt, there's some other things you need to talk about this episode that your keen eye will now, you know, detail for us. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, to quickly go over this, the animation throughout the series has been fantastic. Even in this episode, a lot of good acting, a lot of good motion. We got some over animated sections, but they actually made sense. Overall, a visual treat. However, folks, there have been a goof or two yuck, throughout a couple moments throughout the series. And unfortunately, I did catch two goofs. And boy, well, I'll tell you what, son, I think it's about time we should probably get ourselves a goof meter. A goof meter? We need that goof meter pronto. Time to get out the goof meter. So the first goof I want to kind of bring up to you folks is it was actually the scene after Falcon Graves reveals Mark Beeks to be his buyer and they have their little skirmish while on the side, Louie and Dewey are kind of bickering about how they're going to handle the situation. And for one frame, one tiny frame you see Louie kind of have something odd going on with his eye. And at first glance, I thought it was supposed to be an eye dart, but the placement didn't make any sense. 
So I was able to pinpoint the frame exactly what happened, and you can see it right now on the screen here. Apparently he has a little stray vector from his eyebrow slash eye line. Look at that, Mark. Look at that. Gorsh, that looks like one goof. And I don't really know what happened there. I don't know what program they are using for the series, but that's a really strange goof. I don't know what happened there. It is. I do think if it is vector based, I do think the best possible explanation is that it's just a stray vector. And normally that would be the only goof that I spotted, but we do have ourselves a second goof. Gorge. And I'm going to pull it up right now. There is a clip and I slowed it down, took out the audio, no copyright claim. It's actually, we have a strange moment with Emma Glamour and you're going to see it right here. So we see Mark Beeks pop out the phone and he starts driving away a bit. He has the list and then all of a sudden, his mom pops to try to grab it, but misses. Look at that, Mark. Look at that. Gorsh, that looks like a second goof. Yeah, so my guess is what happened there is the camera was not supposed to tilt so close to the left like that, that she was supposed to come off screen, maybe. And I guess they didn't really space the character too well enough, and she just kind of pops out of nowhere. So that's the second goof this episode has. That is unfortunate. It is, Mark. It is. But I really don't know if the typical viewer is going to catch any of that. Most likely not. And, you know, as much as we prefer pro really not to see errors like that, sometimes things fall through the cracks. That's not like there haven't been errors in plenty of other things, including this show. But like, it is a shame. And, you know, but we did still enjoy the episode a lot. But, you know, it bears pointing out. Exactly, folks. Just because we're pointing out some of the imperfections doesn't mean we dislike the episode. I actually had a lot of fun watching this episode. Very much so. I know you did. In fact, Matt, aside from having a little vocal blast from the past with Tress McNeil reprising her role as Daisy Duck, there was another voice you were excited to listen to out of Miss Emma Glamour. Would you care to let us in on who it was? Absolutely. And that was a great, glamorous voice herself, B.B. Newworth. And my God, as soon as I heard her voice, I was like, yep, nope. That's one of the legendary voice actresses, or just actress in general. She's been in quite a few things, Mark. Now, I mostly recount her from a lot of live-action stuff, i.e. playing Lilith from the old sitcom Frasier, but she also played the aunt in the first Jumanji movie. And I also remember her distinctly when she played Morticia in the Broadway musical The Addams Family. She played one of the early cast members alongside with Nathan Lane. No way, really? Yeah, and I was there. I saw her performance. She's awesome. Oh, you got to, oh, wow. That really blows me out of the water, actually, because I know you had seen it and were actually quite a fan of that production. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, Baby Newworth, next to Tris McNeil, I mean, we had a very powerful, very awesome voice talent this round. Undoubtedly, and you know, it is always nice to see, because like, let's be honest, I don't think we're probably going to see Miss Glamour back anytime soon. Probably. I don't know. I've been wrong before, but like, that's a big get for a character like that. So, you know... It's really great. And, you know, for Disney fans, she also voiced Mirage in the Aladdin TV series. There's your connection there. But like, yeah, just first rate talent. I do have to say when this show does go for the talent, they get it. And I do appreciate that. Absolutely. No, I say it was a really good episode all around. Here, here. And here's hoping we'll get more Daisy in future episodes, unless this turns out to be the Rescue Ranger thing, which we learned about post review. Uh, but that's a discussion for another day, Mark. Well, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below. Did you enjoy this episode, Louis 11? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. 
join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, please consider going to my Patreon or do a one-time donation at my Streamlabs. Links are in the description below. And before I go, folks, I just want to thank you all for supporting me for this long, watching these videos subscribing, building up this channel. It's been a lot of fun. I think, Mark, we've been doing this for about a year now. Has it been that long already? I mean, it's been a little... I think I started officially last year in January, but as things have been going on, thanks to my Game Grumps animation, that gave me a little bit of a boost. We've been recording reviews for DuckTales a lot, but not only that, we did Disenchantment. We did a couple of Netflix Nickelodeon movies, a little bit of Clone Wars, and quite a few other things too. And the fact that we reached a big milestone recently, I say let's keep that going, Mark. Let's hit that 3,000. Let's do it. The future is 3,000 until it's no longer the future. Oh, wow. That's trippy, dude. This is Matt Sella. And this is Trippy. A.K.A. Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. Okay.